welcome les thank you thank you for doing this what exactly is wood turning for people who don't know so wood turning is the art of making wood round basically i mean we always joke about you know we take a round tree we cut it into squares then make it round again which is which is one of the things that we define ourselves as but yeah it's it, it's it's the art of making a piece of wood round by using by using a lathe whether that's a powered lathe or a or a bow lathe or a pole lathe um nowadays most of it most commercial well all commercial stuff is done obviously on powered lathes and, and that's what i do and can you explain the process so from inception do you, do you draw the idea first and then turn it how's it go uh, there's different types of wood turning obviously it's a it's it's a hobby for many people um the the uh the hobby side of it is is really quite large it's much bigger than the commercial side of it so i think the need for need for people to be creative in their hobbies has led people towards wood turning and of course you know the 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 idea of buying machinery and tools and stuff like that adds to you adds to that hobby experience uh, my my job is slightly different. I'm what I would call myself a jobbing wood turner in in the fact that I make things that other people want me to make. So that might be that might be a cribbage peg one day, up to a column, a Georgian column for a house the next day. Uh, so if it's round, I make it. Now there's a massive drive towards sort of the more artistic side of wood turning, the more creative wood side of wood turning. And there's a fantastic wood turning, you know, they would consider themselves wood turning artists throughout the world who who add colour, who carve work as well, who embellish their work. Um, I'm much more of a sort of uh, make things round, pay the mortgage, feed the kids sort of wood turner. So do you do it as a profession? Is that your job, wood turning? It is my job. It's been my job for 24 years now. So, yeah, I've been a professional wood turner. I never did it from a hobby. Uh, the majority of professional woodturners would probably come into it from a hobby and then realize that they can make a living from it or make you know make a significant part of the living from it so that's a little bit uh it's a little bit different than what i've done it's always been a job for me i've always worked in the timber industry i used to have a sawmill years ago so i've always worked with wood and how did you get into wood turning did you gradually shift towards it um, we had a sawmill up until 1998, um, a local small sawmill uh, cutting uh, English hardwoods. Uh, market forces basically made that um, you know, an unviable prospect for, for, the, for the foreseeable. So what happened was with me was uh, when we shut the sawmill down, my wife, I sent my wife out to work, as we say. And then... Um, then the the you know I stayed at home looked after my kids I was that 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 stay at home dad when it was actually not quite so uh, so common as it is now and and learned my father had retired a few years previously and had set up um, a wood turning supplies business he turned his hobby into a retail wood turning supplies business where he sold equipment and wood and sort of tools and and add on stuffs and finishes and i sort of, i started to help out in there basically because i could dump my kids off with my mum i helped i helped out helped out in the shop people would come in and say you know i want i want three knobs to replace things that have fallen off my wardrobe and i said i can do that not really knowing how to do it and and learn wood turning i was lucky that my father had a big pool of really, really good makers who who helped me along the way. And that's that I think has helped me massively in the fact that I had, I never had one one individual mentor. Um I I sort of 
dragged it dragged in ideas and techniques from from a from a pool of woodturners, which I think has made me into a into the person I am now, into the into the craftsman <laughs> I am now. How is wood turning different from carpentry? Uh, wood turning, uh, a lot of cabinet makers and stuff like that will do a little bit of wood turning in their in their job. Um, the thing about wood turning is it, it, it it's to do it in the best way possible and the most effective way possible. It is a fairly specialised form of woodwork. I mean, to put it mildly, most woodworkers will will have a stationary piece of wood, and they bring the tool to the wood. We're a little bit different. We we you know we have the wood spinning in front of us and we stick the tool in. So obviously that I'd like to think that we are much more uh, we're, we're much cleverer than the flat woodworkers. And going back to what you said about um, wood turning and its uses, are they always bowls or or, or do you make things that um, you, you uh, um, pieces that go into building of houses and stuff like that, or is it just ornamental and bowls? Um, the, the for me personally, I do very few bowls. I mean, I teach people how to make bowls and I yeah. demonstrate bowls, but the um, the bowl market is is quite difficult to to fulfil because of the costs involved and stuff like that of manufacturing large quantities of bowls. There are very few professional hand bowl turners in the in the world now. Um, it's physically really hard work to process timber into bowls. Um, so I do a few. If people commission them, I do a few. But but basically for me, I'm mostly um, it's mostly architectural now and furniture components. There there seems to be there was seems to be there's always been a it's always been a, a need for Regency and Georgian style woodwork and the Georgians and they they loved a bit of round stuff. So a lot of their furniture has round components on um so there's a lot of new there's a lot of makers out there you know small small independent furniture makers that are making quite a lot of these parts Uh, and they're still getting people to turn you know still getting me to turn them which is which is you know you 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 don't really buy this stuff off the shelf no these will be copies of period pieces whether the person wants a new piece because sometimes their culture doesn't like them to have second-hand pieces in that in that respect they like them to and people just like maybe antiques of the future so is is an element of it restoration of properties you, you... yes yes it's it, it's a it's a it's a it's an idea um uh i mean i don't know i mean i don't often deal with the end user in this in this case so i'm not quite sure who these customers are of, of these of these cabinet makers that i turn for but you know, so they'll turn up with a big bundle full of timber, um, and you know they'll they'll go, yeah, I need that into that leg, and that into that leg, and that into that leg, and I just get on and do it. And it might be it might be four legs for for one table, it might be forty legs for ten tables. They just turn up. I have I have a couple of regular customers that turn up with stuff. Um, there's a bit of TV work going on out there at the moment. Um, Netflix and people like that are commissioning furniture makers to make stuff for their for their period dramas um so there's a bit of that work out there so it's just it, it, it it's there's no rhyme or reason there's also you know the the um the, as i would say auntie morag down the road who's who's broken a broken a chair spindle from the family from the family heirloom chair and you know and i and i replace you know and i i don't replace it but i will turn the replacement spindle for them in that respect and what sort of wood can be turned 
Pretty much anything. Um, as professional turners, we all t- sort of tend to have our favourites. Um, yeah, so pretty much anything. I mean, you can work with dry wood. You can work with green wood. Green wood is wood that is freshly cut. I do very little of that. Most of the wood that I use has been kiln dried or air dried, so it makes it more stable. So, for, obviously, for furniture components, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to come down in the morning and um, and find your dining room tables all shrunk and warped and twisted. And you know, you put you put your marmalade jar on the morning and it slides off the end. That's not very that's not very good, you know, especially if you pay quite a lot of money for the table. Um, so I do very little green turning. I do a little bit of green turning for fun, and I do a little green turning when I do presentations um, to to wood turning groups and seminars and stuff. Are there any designs which are particularly challenging? Um, things like barley twists. So if you if if you can imagine next time you look at a staircase or a, or a leg of something and you see these these twists in it, they're they're quite challenging because there's a lot of handwork involved in a barley twist. Um, you, you know, you're basically carving using a lathe to hold the piece of a, the wood rather than actually turning. So that's quite that's they're they're always quite challenging, especially when you've got to match a barley twist from from somebody who did it two hundred years ago. Um, so that, that that you know some of those shapes show, and obviously the big stuff's challenging. The big stuff's challenging because of the weights involved and stuff like that. So I can turn, I can turn up to ten feet long. So I can turn a serious piece of wood. Um, I can turn up to um, sort of two foot diameter in that sort of size. So I do get some big stuff to do because very few other people can do it. it do you have to be quite physically fit? Is it quite a physical activity? <laughs> Is it quite a physical activity? I'm, I, yeah, I'm about five stone overweight, so I would say I would say I would say definitely not. Is it if it, that? That's a really good. It it, it what it what we always call wood turning. It, it, there's a lot of body movement involved in wood turning. I mean, you're not standing stock still all day uh, as you're working, but that creates problems in the fact is that you get sort of fixed in one position. So I would say it, you know it's probably. It's not a mass- massively physically demanding, but it but it does um yeah it does cause problems with backs and stuff like that if you're doing it all the time, as simple as that. But it yeah but it's not a we always say that anybody can when we do our youth training um we like to take kids you know when we're taking when we're taking the kids in we we tend to take them from sort of thirteen fourteen because you do have to have a you have to be able to withstand the forces being thrown back to you, but those forces are not great. Um, I taught a, I taught a lovely old lady years ago who in her mid eighties, who I thought I was going to have real problems with, but you know, as a, as a, as a seamstress all of her life, she had fantastic hand eye coordination and dexterity in her hands. And she was fantastic. And yeah, we didn't put a massive lump of wood on and, you know, give her a great big long gouge and say, you know, attack, attack. But we, you know, we we tailored the course a bit more to suit. But you know, anybody can do it. It really can. We have, we have we have there's some there's a there's a blind perfect there's a blind professional wood turner. I knew a professional I knew a professional turner that only had one arm. You know, so there's lots of ways you can do it from a wheelchair. There's another professional turner that's in a wheelchair. So so yes, I would say that that there are physical demands, but it's not great. And is wood turning quite popular? Um, I think it's growing again. Um, it goes through phases. Uh, wood turning, hobby wood turning, probably started in the mid nineties, um, with the advent of sort of more mass-produced machinery, mass-produced tools, and stuff like that. So, I think there's been a bit more of a drive now towards hobby woodworkers, um, woodworking equipment, 
you know, it used to be quite easy to put a lathe in the corner of your garage, but now woodwork and machinery has got smaller. So people, um, people now are setting up home workshops rather than just like a wood turning workshop in that respect. But yeah, I mean, the, the, I, I travel all over the country demonstrating at wood turning clubs and at shows. And I would say, yeah, it's pretty buoyant. Um, there's a lot of younger people coming in. Um, YouTube's helped massively with that. There's a, there's a lot of information on YouTube about wood turning and stuff like that. So that's helped. That's helped brilliantly. And, and, you know, long may it continue. And is it, would it be, would it require a, a large degree of training to uh, fashion a bowl or is it something relatively easy to do? As a professional, as a professional instructor, I'm going to say, yes, it takes at least 25 courses, you know, one-to-one courses, but, but, you can be self-taught. Um, the the safety aspects of it, the safety aspect of it, is quite interesting. I mean, it is dangerous, or it can be dangerous if you don't, you know, you don't apply the, you know, certain safety things when you're going to it. I mean, you are spinning a piece of wood, so that piece of wood is, you know, centrifugal force is trying to get that piece of wood off the lathe. So it's only your fixings that of keeping that piece of wood on the lathe. And once again, with YouTube, there's there's quite a few. Uh, short clips of people with bits of wood coming off the lathe and stuff like that as it's going we shouldn't laugh because it's you know but it is yes it is dangerous so i would say i would say you you should at least do a one day course with a professional turner or at least find somebody at your local wood turning club if you can't afford to go down the the, the instruction course instruction route find somebody at your wood turning club that will mentor you i mean most most of these guys we all have a we all have a sort of common common interest in wood turning you'd be amazed how how good the the uh the, the wood turning community is at helping other people so yeah just just that idea of you know putting a piece of wood on the on the on the lathe safely putting the tool into the wood safely the the you know the techniques will take well you know it's a five-year ten thousand hour apprenticeship really it's it's but you can become fairly competent within 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 a short time um or become safe and that's it it's all about you know if we're sending somebody out in their shed to do some to make some around it's all about enjoyment yeah you know don't don't fight i see people get quite worked up and fighting pieces of wood and stuff like that it shouldn't be like that and what would you say the appeal is of wood turning so if you had to sum it up in a few sentences (laughs) well i mean different for me than it probably is for a hobby wood turner in that respect you know mine mine is you know i'm motivated by writing an invoice out which is sounds quite but (laughs) but no i'm i'm incredibly passionate about wood turning and and um the i think it's the idea that you can create very quickly um if you're a furniture you know if you even if you're a hobby furniture maker it's going to take you a a little while to, you know you're going to go in the shed for a weekend and maybe come out with a small cabinet and um, if you're a carver and if you're carving animals or anything like that out of wood you might go into the workshop for a week and come out with a small animal well you know i mean i could teach you to make something saleable in you know two minutes so it's that idea of of you know, instant gratification almost yeah. that would turn be like. I mean, one of the um, I had a, I had a student years ago that that phoned me up after the course and 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 he said to me, you know, he started with, "You've lost me my job," almost. And I said, "What do you mean I've lost your job?" He said, "Well, my lathe's in my garage, my car's in my garage." He said, "I go out to go to work and I think I've got five minutes. I'll just put a piece of wood on there and have a little <laughs> bit of a play." And he says, two hours later, he's late for work," and and. <laughs> 
that's you know that's fantastic you know if you can look the great thing about a hobby is if you can lose time that hobby is fantastic isn't it if you can yeah. just get away from the world and do that so i think that is the appeal i mean men i suppose you could say that men have the appeal that it's tools you know that um he who dies with most tools wins Okay, you know that classic, that classic <laughs> expression, and you know, so so you'll see people at shows and and they'll walk in. And, oh, I'm not got, I've got to have that new tool and that new tool, yeah, and stuff like that. So there's there's an attraction to that. I mean, I just always liken it to my hobbies. You know, I fish and I play golf. So I get when I'm demonstrating at a national woodworking show and I watch people's faces when they come in. That's the same face that I get when I go off to a to a fishing show or a golf show. It's like, where, what can I what can I see? What can I play with? What can I buy? After you've carved the 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 wood or turned turn, the wood, yeah, turn, turn the wood. wood. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, do you season it? So what's the process for, say, if you're making a bowl or a utensil, what do you do after you've uh, turned it? Right. On, on, a, on a bowl, if I was turning a bowl from green wood, and I do that a bit, I do a, I do a sort of heirloom bowl. Uh, I do an heirloom bowl uh, service where you come along, your tree from your grandmother's garden. What can I do with it? I want to, you know, can you make something for all the family? So what I do with that is 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 I would slice it up into into what we call blanks, which are our, our starting pieces of wood, and they could be grain orientation different. They could be big, they could be small. So let's take the bowl scenario. I would I would you know take a bowl blank. I would then part turn that bowl. Now timber. There's always a saying that timber dry for a three inch piece of thick piece of timber to dry it takes four years to dry because it's an inch a year plus a year and that's not fully true that's that's a sort of very massive generalization because of the different species involved but basically the thinner the wood the quicker it will dry so what i do is if i'm if i'm drying a bowl i would part turn the bowl so if i'm going to turn a bowl maybe and and finish it at half inch thick i would turn it to maybe one one and a half inches thick and then I would put that aside to dry. Now, depending on species, that would be dry almost certainly within 12 months. So I try and minimize the chance of it cracking um, during the drying process. I minimize the chance of it of it warping too much. I then after a year, return it. And then that's dry. Then I polish it or finish it, depending on the customer's requirements. So that's the process of that. I mean, the process for most of my work that I do commercially is the timber comes to me kiln dried. Okay, so it's good to so go. It come, yeah, it's come to me kiln dried. Um, yeah. I make it round, send it back to them. Yeah, so it's similar. I mean, and then you get the other, then you get the bit in between where you, I do some green oak work, where the people want it to split. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm in the process of turning some big columns at the moment out of oak that are going to be plinths for sculptures, and they know they're going to split, and that's with oak especially. That's part of the features. Yeah. And you know, it's it's when a fault becomes a feature. And 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 when you turn something really big, um, do you, do you do 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 you do it in parts? So like, do you assemble it afterwards, or how does it work? Depends how big it is. It really okay. does depend how big it is. Of um, if it's a um, if it's a big commercial um uh, architectural piece of work, what the wood the timber will come to me glued up. Okay. Um. If so, you so that so if I'm making a so it's like a Georgian column for, for instance. So maybe seven, eight feet long. So if you imagine the columns outside a house. Yeah. Okay. So they would come to me. They would be. I I can do them in one length because I can turn up to ten feet long. 
Yeah. Okay. And uh, but the 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 actual timber would come to me either blocked up, so it would mm. be like Lego stuck all together. Because yeah. Tim, you can't really timber over three inches thick is quite unstable. So we would glue that up, or I'd get somebody else to glue that up, and then mm -hmm. it would come to me as a sort of block like that. The other way of doing a column would be to cooper it like a barrel. Mm. So to make it lighter and to make to use you less wood, it will come to me with a with a, what we call stave construction. So if you imagine like a barrel with yeah. a series of of bits around the outside, yeah. that would come to me as an octagon, and then I would make it round in that respect. Okay, which is quite a shame because they look better as octagons half the time. Les, it's been fascinating talking to you about wood turning. I know we've already no problem. Kind of I know there's a huge um, subject and there's an awful lot to discuss. It's nice to have a hobby that's tangible, that at the end of it, you can, you've can you got something to show and it's got practical use. It's it's that touching of the wood. I mean, I love wood as a material. I think it's a great um, material to work with. Yeah, I mean, it, it is. It, it, it's wonder. I always say it's a wonderfully frustrating thing to work with you know it, it it has a has a it's always living it's always got it's always got some elasticity or or um moisture in it you know you yeah. never get timber even when it's kilned it will be it may be 10 to 12 percent moisture content yeah. so it always has that little bit that that to cause you a little bit of problem and yeah the fact that it, it, it's organic makes it nice uh, the thing that always interests me is that the people's perception of it you know if i had a if i had a walnut bowl with a crack in it nobody would buy it if i have an oak bowl with a crack in it that becomes a fit that's a feature because we see walnut <laughs> as that beautiful yeah. sort of French or, or Regency furniture, where yeah. oak we see as beams and split fence posts <laughs> and stuff like that. So there's a, there's a different perception in the, yeah. in in that basis. And um, no, but it is it, it it's a, like I said, a wonderfully frustrating thing to work mm. with. Um, sometimes it, it it you know I I does cause me problems. Luckily for me, most of the, most of my customers supply me my the wood. Yeah. So if there's any problems with the raw material, <laughs> it tends to be their fault, not mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, yeah. which makes my life much easier. Believe no. me. Yeah. Thank you ever so much, Les. Take no care. Problem, Have a brilliant day. No problem. And keep rocking that hat. <laughs> Thank you, Will. Do. Cheers, Take mate. care. Catch, bye bye. Catch you later. Bye bye. Bye bye.